the agenda to possess the nations continues unabated. Where are all the tears in the church? When we arrived in this church, we saw that when people were preaching, others responded in tears. It is not the preaching that we do in our generation. Because they have come with an open heart. They long for nothing but the Holy Spirit and Christ. And their mind is on eternity. This is the reason for unleashing the church with the mandate of carrying the gospel to the ends of the year. The grace of God also requires something from us. That we should deny ungodliness and worldly lust. And then live soberly, righteously and godly in this present age. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Anytime the soul is not put in check and the soul aligns itself with the body to fight against the spirit, the person, even though will be a Christian, but will be a carnal Christian. Welcome to Pentecost Hour. A platform for teaching, training, and unleashing the church to fulfill her mandate as salt and light in the world. Pentecost Hour, God's timely word to our dying world. Hallelujah. We are grateful to God for this opportunity to be alive, to witness this day. 2023 is almost gone. Enter not 2023, a We trust that God is going to usher us into the year 2024. But as we reflect on the year 2023, the feelings may vary. I'm sure that some of you chalked great victories in 2023. Others might have suffered some losses in 2023. But no matter what happened in 2023, we need to thank God that we are alive to see today. And the righteous requirement concerning all of us is to give thanks to the Lord. Scripture says in everything give thanks. Whether good or bad. We need to give thanks. And I want to advise that whatever might have happened in 2023 you need to carefully leave the glories behind. And the woes that befell you, try and leave them behind. And let us enter into 2024 with the confidence assurance that God will be with us. You see, in this life, you must always take a day and live in the day. The apostle Paul says that leaving all behind, I press on. So we want to, to leave the yesteryear behind you. And let us think about the year that is coming. Let us ask God to be our help. I'm going to speak on the topic. Trusting in God's plan for your future. 
Trusting in God's plan for your future. I'll take my maiden test from Jeremiah chapter 29. From verse 8 through 11. I'll actually major on the verse 11. Jeremiah 29 from verse 8 through to 11. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declared the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. And the future. Jeremiah, woman, eti edionun kron inti chemun watre ekosi duba akon. Na se asafwe rade Israel nyanko pon sieni. Mum mamwe di for awo womumu no ene mum komse for no ensisimo. Na mum tiye won daye a wasosono. Na atromu na wadimi di esemun kom men suma won. Eradia semi. Na se eradisi ni. Infinsia etio son enye drew of Babela. Meba mabeshemu. Na mama masem pano abemu amamu. Se medemu besain abahei. Na medie. Minim ajen kwa. Medjen ewamohu. Eradia semi. Asum jiajne. Na enye bonedie. Se me mamu ewe pa ene enida so. Amen. Amen. A session of Judah has been taken to exile in Babylon. Now these people included Daniel, Meshach, and their Abednego. And so some prophets and diviners started prophesying unto them. Uh, but God is telling Jeremiah here that they were prophets and just in his name. But he had not given them that word of prophecy. They were prophesying that soon God was going to bring the Ezra's back to Judah. But the actual program of God was for Israel or Judah to live in Babylon for 70 years. So the prophets were prophesying that soon Judah will return to Jerusalem. They were not prophesying the mind of God. Judah free in the moon 
Jerusalem no na enye nyame atwen ho ko to Jeremiah to actually tell the king and those in Ezer that they were going to be around for 70 years then afterwards they will return back to Judah and he made a very important statement that I want you to grab into your spirit tonight for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. Now this was God's way to the exile in Babylon. Through the prophet Jeremiah. And I believe that it is his word for his people for all generations. And in every situation. Why am I saying that? Because Jesus has made this statement possible in our lives too. God has plans for every one of us. And his plans is not to harm us. But to prosper us. And to give us a future. And to give us a future. This must be trusted. Now, See, many a time, we are so preoccupied with what the devil has against us. To the extent that we tend to be afraid of the future. We always talk about the devil, the devil, the devil. Yes, But we don't know that God has plans for us. I want to call you to dwell on the plans of God and not on what the devil can do against you. So that you can enter into your future confidently. God has plans for us to give us hope and a future. Now, if this verse or this statement is anything to go by, what that means is that 2024, so far as you are concerned, should be better than 2023 because God is going to give you hope and a great future. Now, don't be afraid of what the devil can do. God has great plans for your life. Now, let's listen to God. Isaiah 41. From verse 9. If we into Chemunkron, Isaiah 41 from verse 9. Yesaya, it's at your nine bar. I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corner, I called you. I said, You are my servant, I have chosen you, and I have not rejected you. Woah, Maso, Mu Efri Asasiano, Nama Frau Efri Nasia Swaba, Nama Katra will say, I have chosen you and I have not rejected you. So do not fear. 
Menstrual, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. And help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now this is the word of God for you. This word is settled in heaven. Nothing will change this word. Not even the plans of the enemy. It can't watch this word. Now pay attention to verse 11. All who range against you will surely be ashamed and disgusted. Grace. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord. Your God. Who takes hold of your right hand. And says to you. Do not fear. I will help you. Do not fear. And I will help you. Do not fear. I will help you. Brothers and sisters in the Lord. This is the sure prophecy of the word of God. Now it transcends generations. It is settled in heaven forever. Jehovah God who has called you by his name. Who just not uphold you. With his right, just right hand. But he says, Do not be afraid. Because there are real threats outside there. But he says, Do not be afraid. And so I say, Do not be afraid. And he promises to help you. So God has plans for all of us. Despite the threat outside there, he's telling all of us and he's telling us today, tomorrow and the next that do not fear. Because he will uphold you with his righteous right hand. And he will help you. And he will help you. How is this help going to come to us? God says he will help us. How are we going to receive his help? This help is wrapped up in his plan for you. The help. It's wrapped up in his plans for you. Now he has good plans for us. Plans not to harm us. But to give us hope and a future. I want to call upon you tonight. To wholeheartedly rely on the integrity of God's way. His strength and his ability 
to perform what he has promised. If God says, I will help you, he will help you. May our eyes be open to the plans that God has for us. And may we cooperate with him so that he will catapult us into our glorious future. Our greatest need is that our eyes be open to know and to see the plans that God has for us as individuals so that we will not be afraid and rely on the strength and the help that he's going to give us. That some time ago Elisha's servant woke up at dawn and he saw soldiers from Assyria we were coming to attack his master he was alarmed and he shouted my master my master and the old prophet just prayed a prayer God open his eyes. And then when he opened his eyes, he saw that the army, the troops that were with them, were much more than those that were against them. Then the fear left the servant. May the Lord open your eyes so that you know the plans that God has for you. Plans to prosper you and to give you hope and a future. I want us to take this old song. I want our brother Arthur to come and help us. I shall respectfully ask that we sing this song. Those of you who know, let's sing along with him. In a night like this, 
Many have gone to churches. sorry. And I know this lady who said that she likes sitting in the front row. So that the prophets can prophesy unto her. The prophet does not have your the plan of your life. That this plan that I'm talking about is with God. And none of us is left out in the plans of God. I have six children. I think about all of them with great love. And my prayer always for them is that every one of them will succeed so that in their old age none will be dependent on anyone so that when they meet together no one will envy a brother or sister because God would have blessed all of them if even I as a man have this thought is it God who doesn't have a good plan concerning you be careful of the prophets the problem we have as is saying in Christianity in our nation is this. Instead of the church directing the people to God, they are directing the people to themselves. But curse is anyone who hangs and relies on a human being. I know many people are listening to me all over the world. No matter who you are, you may even be an unbeliever. But God has plans for you. To give you a hope and a future. And those of us who are born again. Let us have the confidence assurance. That our future is better than our now. One day I had a very bad dream. And when I woke up. I told myself. That this is the dream I've dreamt to God. Take care of that one. Because for me, when I'm moving, I know that angels go before me and they go behind me. And there's no way demons will have space so far as I'm concerned. No, 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 no. Because God will cause his angels to take charge of us. Are you here? He has plans for you. So don't be afraid. If that ring that is on your finger is from a certain man, as you listen to my voice, throw that ring away because it can't protect you. God is with you. 
So let me tell you the background to this story. So Israel was born into Egypt. And somehow God delivered them from Egypt. But because of sin and rebellion, they found themselves in exile in Babylon. Now in those days many false prophets prophesied for an early deliverance of those in Ezra. You see it is a common phenomenon to have this kind of spiritual experience and atmosphere when there is hardship on the land. Suffering makes people vulnerable to all kinds of predatory tactics. So one man, one theologian, he is dead. He was one of the bishops of the church in England called John Barker. He says that he thinks that Religion is a root finding activity out of suffering. And somehow it is true. Many come to church, they go to God not because of salvation, but they think that by coming to God, God will take them out of suffering. But you see, brothers and sisters, we didn't run to Jesus because we want to escape suffering. You see, the earth that we are living on, the Bible says that it is even suffering. The earth itself is suffering and pleading for deliverance. How much more you? The earth itself is suffering. So if you are living on the earth, do you think that you'll be free? So we shouldn't come to church and to Jesus because we want to escape from suffering. But we came to him so that our sins will be forgiven. But however... Jesus, who has saved us, has good plans also for us. And so, yes, Just as he had great plans for Judah. Now, plans to prosper us and to give us a future. In chapter 27 of the book of Jeremiah, at the beginning of King Zedekiah, Zedekiah, king of Judah's reign. A group of envoys came from certain nations. Into Jerusalem. Jerusalem. They came to plot a strategy uh, to come out from the yoke of Babylon. Now, these nations were allies of Judah. 
And now when they converge in Jerusalem, Jerusalem to plot how they could be free from Nebuchadnezzar's loss. Now the word of God came to Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Take pieces of wood. Put them on your neck as like a yoke on the neck of a bull. That will serve as a symbol that these nations who have come to plot how they can come out from uh, the power of Nebuchadnezzar, let them know that I say they will be under the power of Nebuchadnezzar. And that Israel's being in Babylon is my will. But around that time, there were many prophets also prophesying that Israel will be released very soon. And then Jeremiah warned the king to stop the prophets because they are prophesying falsehood. It has dire consequence on the people. Now they were in Ezra. And if somebody is saying that God is going to release you in a year or two, what are you going to do? One of the things that you can do is to rebel or stay in Babylon doing nothing. For example, Hananiah was a prophet of Gibeon. He prophesied that Judah was going to come out from Babylon in two years. Israel, Babylon, Now within two years, God will release them. Now He said this in the temple, in the presence of the king and all the people. Now But when He was prophesying this falsehood, Jeremiah was also present in the temple. And so with those bars. Behind him. Then he disputed the prophecy that Hananiah was prophesying. Then Hananiah took those bars, those woods behind Jeremiah and broke them into pieces. And then he said that. Thou sayest the Lord, this is how I'm going to break the yoke of Babylon over your necks. Now while Jeremiah was leaving the scene, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah for Hananiah. You have prophesied falsehood. So God will kill you this year. 
And within two months, Hananiah died. Then the word of God came to Jeremiah again. And then he wrote it. And he sent it to the elders in exile the priests and all the people in living in Babylon advising them that they will be in exile for 70 years so they should plan to live long and stay in Babylon Babylon now, because they were not going to retain anything. Two things they had to do. Number one, they should settle down in Babylon. Number two, they should pray for the prosperity of Babylon, the foreign nation where they were living. I will take the first one. And the second.